Hey everybody, and welcome to the Vulnerable Entrepreneurs, coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Kamen Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no-bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life. So today we have a really good friend of mine joining us. He's a startup veteran. He has 15 startups under his belt. He's currently the CEO of Premier Beauty Brands. Um, he's here to talk about fear and failure. My friend, Tony Judice. Welcome, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon. So a lot of what we talk about is entrepreneurs talk about is success, right? Oh yeah, I'm the head of XYZ and we're we're kicking ass and we're doing all these things. But what we want to try to get from you is really what the behind the scenes is, what makes you vulnerable, what scares the hell out of you, whether it's personally or professionally. That all kind of rolls up into what makes you, you, and really what makes you the entrepreneurial you. So what I want to spend a little bit of time today talking about is fear and failure and how they relate and how do you do what you do every day being scared, assuming that you, you are like, like all of us are. So let's talk a little bit about, about that. So you're a startup veteran. I mean, this is, you're on 15, right? So how do you get through fear? How do you use it to your advantage or do you? It's something that I, uh, I struggle with a lot is, is fear. Uh, I know you and I shared experience together in our men's group and, that was probably one of the main things that I brought with me to that. And I think that's what drives me, um, quite frankly, is fear. Fear of not having money, fear of not being enough, fear of, of looking bad, fear. Of, I mean, and, and, then I, and then I get a hold of it, you know, and then uh, um, I, I kind of uh, lighten up a little bit. And then, uh, then the tears come again and I'm back into like my groove. So it's a, it's an up and down, it's an up and down thing, but I quite honestly, at certain times I'm uncomfortable with it, but I see it as a necessary evil. Interesting. Do you look at fear as a fuel or do you look at it as something that holds you back? Quite often I would say it's something that holds me back and it's through education, reading, studying, friends, groups, whatever is getting a hold of the fear and then turning the fear into fuel. I can use a better analogy than it's like a rubber band. You know, the, the fear comes and snap back in, you know, snap back in. And then every once in a while, I need somebody to really stretch the rubber band and make it break. So I, I get back into my, my, my groove. Can you give us an example, one or two specific scenarios that have been really fearful for you? Like maybe like if you can paint that picture, kind of like how did it play out? Sure. Oh, God. Um, so this goes back about a year ago. And Sean mentioned, you know, starting many companies and things like that. I was very big in the Amazon space, selling products on Amazon, um, which is a derivative of the business I'm in now. But in, uh, we, if we get into it, I can explain it to you. But this one particular sector of my business was online sales. I was doing about 500 orders a day, killing it in Amazon. Um, millions of dollars a year in business, everything. I couldn't, I couldn't describe a more easy business than, than that business because 
you, I would acquire products at a cheap price, list them, and it was easy. Uh, I was snowboarding, and I was on a trip, and uh, flew home, woke up the next morning, checked online, and uh, my my orders didn't come in like normal. I was like, hmm, something's odd there. And push comes to shove to find out that Amazon went and blocked the brands that I was selling. And I was no longer able to sell the brands on there. So literally $4 million, $5 million in sales just went like in the tubes from one day to the next. I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I put all this effort into this for the past seven, eight years. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And just, you know, the fear is the fears and, and, and it's just a vicious cycle, you know, boom, 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 down, down, down. And, you know, I got into my rut for it lasted me about a couple of weeks. And then I realized that the only person that could fix it is me. You know, yeah, I had compassion from my mom, you know, friends, family, you know, that knew the situation, but ultimately no one was you know, other than saying, wow, that sucks. <laughs> you know, I feel bad for you. Like I'm here for you, whatever you need, but that only goes so far. So I had to, I had to literally just get into a groove that I hadn't been in in years and just really focus on, you know, I'm 47 now. When you, when you make changes in the twenties, it's completely different than when you do in your thirties and even more so in your forties, it becomes more difficult as you get older things like that. So that would probably be the most pressing one that's happened to me in the past year. That was, that would, that would be it. It was, it was a tough one, but here I am today started a couple new businesses because of it. And I couldn't be happier. It's interesting that you compare that because I would imagine for a lot of entrepreneurs, the fear of failing, right. Prevents you from doing things. And you, you mentioned which I think is very important is, you know, you called it a rut, but really you're giving yourself permission to be emotional or vulnerable to that particular thing, whatever that is. What I'm interested though, is hearing about where do you get the fuel based on that failure to continue to go? I would imagine that there are a lot of wannabe entrepreneurs or would be entrepreneurs out there that would think about a scenario like that, that would prevent them from even starting here. You are with an existing business that is doing four to $5 million. And that doesn't go away over time. So you can adjust to it. That literally goes away in an afternoon when you're snowboarding. How do you take that failure and say, you know what? I'm still going to, I still have the determination to do this. I can still do this. Where do you get that from? Cause that's a huge thing, Tony. Very interesting um, question. And to be 100% honest, I feel that it was something that I recently answered in the past 18 months myself, 12 to 18 months, where I get the fuel from is, is knowing what my, qualities are and knowing what I'm good at and focusing on those things. For example, you know, you don't take your star receiver and then put him in a running back position. Um, I've heard, you know, heard of instances where people say, don't, you know, if you're good at something, just practice what you're good at. Don't go out. If you're good at football. Don't go learn golf. Just be good at football. Um, so I, I, I will sit back and I'll say like, all right, you know, I'm in my nervous, you know, 
frazzle, you know, um, and I say, what am I good at? I'm good at sales. I'm good with people. I'm good with ideas. I'm good with, you know, and I just make a checklist and I just go through the things that I'm good at and start to like self-motivate myself. So now I'm like, okay, Tony, you're good at this. You're good at that. You know, um, okay. So now I start looking at the things that I'm good at and then start to whatever the idea may be in this particular case, maybe it's starting a new business. And then I start to say, okay, all right. So, so focus on those things, focus on the good, focus on the good. And for whatever reason, it just gets me into my creative mode. It gets me into feeling good about myself. It gets me into a, a, a position of strength. And that's what, where I get the fuel from because what, quite often I think what people do is you focus on the negative, you know, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm not saying that, believe me, I am probably the worst culprit of it, but that rut was the focusing on the negative, right? So that rut, did it last a week, two weeks for this one? It was a big kick in the you know what for me. I was just like, whoa, you know, it, it, like you said, it wasn't like someone had cancer and you know they were dying. They got shot in the head, you know, right. walking out of a door from one minute to the next, like, whoa, what do I do? So yeah, so with that said, that gets me out of that rut. And then I, I'm my own cheerleader, you know? I'm like, you did, did, did good, you know you're good at this, you know you're good at that. And I'm just talking in my head, talking in my head, talking in my head, and that's it. It's just a, it's a constant cheering session in my head of the things that I'm good at. One of the things that we talk a lot about too is that, you know, a lot of the, how you handle fear and failure it comes from within. In other words, you talk about being the only cheerleader and it needs to be internal, internally, right? You can't get fuel from an outside environment. It's, it's temporary. You know, your family can help you, but not every day. The bandaid. Exactly. It's a bandaid. How do you strengthen that inner voice? Where do you get your self-confidence from? Cause that's really what it is, right? Where do you get that from to help you look at fear as not an end state because something that would happen to many other people that happened to you, that would be it. That would be it. I'm done. I gotta, I have to go. I quit. I'm out. I mean, that's a, that's a blow, right? But you looked at it as a pivot. You literally said, okay, this happened. It doesn't matter if it's a week, you know, a couple of days, a couple of months, you pivoted. You said, I, I have to, I, I believe in what I'm doing, right? I need to go pivot and do the, do the next thing. Whereas a lot of people, that's a, that's a wall you're slamming into. So where do you get that confidence from with inside yourself? Do you, do you meditate? Do you work out? What are some of the tricks and tools that you might use to continue to keep that fear at bay? Because it's there every day. It's there for me every single day. Again, you brought up a really interesting question. Through this, that particular issue that I had with the Amazon was probably my biggest rut I would say since um, 2008 when the, the recession was there and, you know, I had the same kind of feelings and things like that. And, and one of the things, first and foremost, what I noticed is I immediately started slacking on my health. And that was a huge, huge, huge lack of energy for me because I wasn't eating properly. I was, when I don't get depressed, I can't eat. So I was just like, oh, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So once I, once I started realizing that, I realized, you know, get back eating properly, get back in the gym, start doing those things. That is one of the most important parts of, of everything. If you don't feel good internally, you don't feel good externally. And 
you know, so diet plays a huge part for me. I exercise, you know, I've been doing that since I'm probably, I think I was 12 when I went to my first gym because I remember I couldn't get in. You had to be like 13. So that probably the most important thing because without your health, you have nothing um, anyway, you know, so it's, if, if you can't get that done, um, you got problems. So with, when, with that, then it goes to education. Um, I, I'm, I'm not an avid book reader, and I'm an amazing book listener. I learn really well by listening and visualizing and seeing videos, uh, uh, not as much reading. Right. So I do a lot of uh, listening and watching of educational subjects. I, I don't really watch a lot of TV, like fake TV, I would call it. I watch things that are real, even if it's murder mysteries or anything like that, because it forces you to think and and it's real and it's easy to engage in something that's real. So I do a lot of that listening to, you know, different things and watching different things and, and networking, you know, I've heard it in the past and I've been practicing it for a number of years now is associating the, the, with the top 10 people that you associate with your income and your lifestyle and everything typically falls within an 80% target range of that. Sure. Um, and I, and I believe that, holy and I'm seeing it become more and more true but I get a lot of strength from that from having people that are dealing with the same situations in the same situation experiencing had had in future and it's it's just a great way uh, and I will say as we get older it helps a lot more too having you know people that are our age that have been through it a lot longer you know I remember when I was in my 20s it was kind of hard to find people that failed at 20 companies or you know five companies or whatever right. so I would say health, education, and your, and your bonds, your family, your friends, your associates, who you hang out with. And that's where I pull my, pull my strength from. Aside from what I would just call your gut. And that's, that's your, you know, your, your willingness to survive, to live, you know, to not fail, to, to, you know, to have to put food on the table and things like that. And that's just, I think that's just raw human human strive or you know to live to sure. succeed I, I i don't know but that is a that is a part that that everybody has it you just have to figure out how to wait to wake it up and sometimes i can't wake it up too easy and sometimes i can and i would say probably those four things is where i pull my strength from so tony there's this this misconception i think that business leaders and entrepreneurs certainly and really working people have this idea that there's this work-life balance. And and really, you know, you and I going through that personal development program we went through, they, they talk about there's no such thing as as personal business. It's it's life. Do the fears that you have about failure in your business life, do those translate to your personal life? Do you have the same types of of fear and failure? And, and if you do, how do you stay strong or change those as well? Can you talk about that a little bit, your personal fears? So, yeah, it's, I, I recently had this conversation with a friend of mine and uh, we were discussing that we, we run a good professional life, but our personal lives, you know, are just like, yeah. you know, like, like I'm so good at like business and then I get a, you know, a girl in my life and I can't manage that to save my life, you know, but I can run five companies. I don't get it. So, uh, God now fear and 
in my personal life, I honestly think is, is much less a burden in my brain, I guess, let's call it that. For whatever reason, I'm really, really, really good at managing fears in my life down you know to health injuries things like that i always say to myself you know like i'm, I'm eating good i'm working out if i'm hurt i'll get better I, I don't ever let those type of things you know creep into my mind on a personal level the fears are are few and far between i don't know if that's a good thing and i think it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning is that it merges, right? Business and, and I, so I, I've, I've never had a job really uh, in my adult life. I mean, I, I cut lawns. I worked at McDonald's. I worked at an all male strip club when I was like 18. As a <laughs> of course you did. Bar boy, a bar boy. Yeah, I was a bar boy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I can't think of after that. I, I don't think I ever had a job. So, you know, for the past, 27 years 28 years you know i've i've always had my own business or i've always done something for myself so personal stuff became very easy for me to deal with from a fear standpoint right. because of always having to create 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 ever since a young age i would have to say i use my same my same tools but they're much easier to to come by i think the business ones are a much bigger struggle for me do you prioritize business over personal? Yeah. Yeah. Always. And again, I think that, that, you know, I've had this come up, you know, with girlfriends before in the past, like, well, you know, you don't, you know, put the phone down, put the phone down. You know, it's really hard when you make the commitment to be an entrepreneur. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, you guys know this, there's no set hours. There's no, you know, this person's going to, you know, pick it up. There's no tomorrow, you know, with bigger companies, when like talking like an Apple or something like that, you know, where you have different people in different roles and things like that. But when you have small companies, um, it's, it becomes a lot harder. So yeah, I'm always engaged, you know, and then working across multiple time zones, you know, I have employees in the Philippines, I have a business in Europe, I have a company here in the States. So, you know, I'm pretty much working on almost every time zone possible. So it really is never a time to, to shut off. Right. I think that's huge. I think not only is it something that becomes a requirement, but I think it's very difficult for entrepreneurs, particularly when they're starting a business, to be able to to disconnect from that and and be okay with doing something personal, which I, I would argue um, and I've changed a lot um, in the past couple of years. I think it helps you when, you know, to your point about health and going to the gym, I think it's critical to your business that you stay healthy, whether that's meditating or um, having a close social um, experience with friends and family, um, as well as working out and eating right. I think that all plays a big role into allowing you to, to be as successful as you can be. And, and one of those things is how you can deal with failure and the fear of it. A lot of times, at least in my experience, it's like getting a shot, a flu shot. People are afraid of what the needle might be. But at the end of the day, once you get the shot, isn't a big deal. It doesn't really hurt, pinches for a minute. It's the buildup, the, the fear of that failure, I think is more debilitating than the failure itself. Because when you're going through it, 
you're wired to be able to adapt to that. To me, I think it's a trust issue that creates the fear. This is, oh my God, what am I going to do if I lose this tomorrow? I'm, 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 I'm finished. I'm done. But when you get in it, you know, if your boat is sinking, you're not worried about what happens if my boat sinks. It's sinking. You have to do something about it. So a lot of times I think what really affects the entrepreneur is the fear of the failure as opposed to the failure itself. Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, just a, a, a recap of my morning. I woke up this morning with probably about 15 fears that were immediate fears of what could happen today. Um, I had I have some orders that, you know, this, this coronavirus thing, I deal, like I told you, I deal with stuff like all over the world. I have, you know, people not wanting to move around now, orders, you know, shipping issues, this, that, the other thing. And um, I don't know who made this up, but I mean, you've all heard about it before where they say that 90% of the things you worry about never come true. I swear for me, it must be 99.999, but I yet I worry 4,000 times, you know, over the, the fear is always there. You know, I'm just like, oh, what if this, what if that, what if this? Out of the 15 things I woke up this morning thinking we're going to be catastrophic today, I'm probably down to two, you know, now that I have to, you know, just do some finagling and, and uh, we're good and everything. And, and, and Monday was resurrected and nobody died. And what I noticed too is I think this may be off the subject. If I am off, just get me back on. But in regard to the fear, I think it's important that people create I call it my command center. There we go. I call it my command center. And when I'm in fear, I, I have to be at my command center. It's, it's, it's with my computers, with the things that I know that are the, that can help me to alleviate that fear by doing maybe it's work or something that needs to be done in order to help that fear subside or get to a point where that fear becomes less likely because I'm moving along. Because for example, in my business, I could get, you know, an order, for example, where somebody places an order and then, and then maybe something happens with the order that now it's a fear of losing the order because now the customer might not get their order. So then I got to fix something, maybe get the order, you know, maybe talk to the manufacturer, do something like that. So there's, there's levels of fear. There's, you know, it, it sometimes it can subside and come back on the same issue, you know, um, where you think you were in the clear and then it comes back. So I, that command center for me, I, I, and it, I always joke about it. And I say that I just feel so safe there. Uh, I instantly have a more soothing feeling and I feel I'm in total control to handle whatever it is. And I don't know what that really is for every, everybody else, but it's something that works for me. I've found a, a certain practice that I do, and that's what I do. Tony, you talk about where your fear comes and goes, right? And I, you know, some people say fear drives them, right? It drives them to success or drives them to get things complete. So do you ever have to like reevaluate, like, am I overthinking this? Cause like, is it debilitating me or like, is it helping me? Cause there's gotta be a balance. Cause I think having fear is not a bad thing either. Like it forces you to like do the process. Like, you no, know, some, if you put things off and you're fearful, if I don't do this, this is what could happen to my business. or this could, what happened to my employees or this could, this is what could ha happen to my revenue if I don't do this. And that's fear. So sometimes with fear, it helps you plan things out or forces you to do things, which is a good thing other side it's debilitating so like is there a way that you know you you have you say 99.99 you're 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 fearful how do you balance balance and control that 
Well, I, I wish I had a great answer for you that I was, you know, an Anthony Robbins answer, you know, that I, that I have it nailed down. And the reality of it is, is it's like anything. It's, it's through constant training, constant learning, constant being aware, aware of it in order to have the fears come. And sometimes they, it just, it, it really depends on your day. You know, sometimes, you know, you wake up on the right side of the bed and the fears come and you're like a tennis racket, bing, 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 bing. you just, you know, and then sometimes you wake up and, and not, and then, you know, so I'm constantly working on it. Again, I might have my good week, you know, where I was, I was the fear just deflector. And then all of a sudden the Monday rolls around the next week and I'm like, you know, I'm four years back from where I was, you know, a week ago. And um, it's, it, I think it's just very important to be aware that you're not perfect, you know, and, and that you're going to get your good and bad days and you're going to get your ups and downs and your fears are going to be stronger and weaker and things like that. But you, it, it's an ever evolving thing because what scared me at 20 doesn't scare me, didn't scare me as much at 30, didn't scare me as, well, now I'm into a whole new thing. You know, now I worry about like, well, I, I gotta go next week from, next year for my, what is that thing they do when you're 40 years old, the colonoscopy or something like that? You didn't, whatever they have to do for you when yeah. you get all these different things, you know, so now it's like, oh wow, now I have new things to worry about. God forbid I get sick or, you know, something right. like that, which when you're 20 years old, you're like, cancer you know cancer what part of that you know you don't even think think of that stuff so i think that's that's also a big a big thing is evolving with your fears because you know like i know sean you have kids you know i don't have kids so it's like i don't worry about kids because i don't have kids you know that's not a fear of mine that's a very 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 real practical fear for him on a daily basis where my kids are worried about them crossing the street going to school getting kidnapped you know this that the other thing it's not even the realm of my thinking. So it's a battle. It, it's almost like a, an addiction, I would, I would say, where, you know, you got to be careful because it creeps back in. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I wish I had a, a, an answer that I did this and this and this and it was permanently fixed, but that's not life. You know, that gives us a great segue, Tony. You know, you've talked a lot about your experiences and, you know, what you're afraid of and, and what you've failed at. I'm a brand new, even young or old entrepreneur. Give me some words of advice. What can you tell me to expect? How can I better deal with my fears? I want to start a company. Help me get over that hump. Give me some advice. Some advice is, is that, that, that was always something for me. And when I started doing this, it really worked and it was just do it. You know, um, you play so many scenarios in your head. Um, you know, what if this, what if that, maybe this, maybe that, I'm scared of this, I'm scared of that. And probably the best advice that I've ever taken and given is exactly that. It is, is, do you want to watch the game or do you want to get in and play the game? I know when I was a kid, I, you know, I want, I want to go to, to the field and play sports. I love to be picked first. You know, it's like, you know, all right, you know, your captain, your captain pick, you know, it's like, I want to be in the game. You know, if you're not in the game, then you're not, then, you, then you're not, then you're not playing. And the only way to play is to put on a uniform and get in there. So for my biggest advice to anybody is just do it the worst thing that happens is it doesn't work. 
You know, it, it doesn't, it fails, you, you know, you, you, your idea was, that's the worst, 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 worst. No one's going to beat you up and, you know, kill you or anything like that. It's, you know, do your idea, you know, if you start, start the business, it, you know, I had a marketing advertising company for many, many years. And it, I, I used to usually say that I was like a psychiatrist for people starting their businesses. Because the first thing you do when you start a business is you, um, you say, all right, let's go get a business card. And then they come in and they want to sit down with us, make a business card, make a logo, something like that. And they all want to talk about their business and get your opinion. You know, so what do you think of this? So what do you think of that? So what do you think of this? And most of those people, you know, they would come to me with the ideas and a lot of their companies failed. A lot of their companies didn't fail, but, you know, getting them, you know, into it, like I said, it was like a starter club for some of these companies. We get them a business card, we get them a website, we get them this, and we, you know, we get them off the ground and, and, and get them going. And, you know, the only way that, and, and I could say this too, for every company that I've ever owned, every company that I've ever done, I've also done everything in the company from trash to road checks, you know, and everything in between. I think that also is an important thing and, and a comforting thing for people is people fear what they don't know. So when you're starting a company and you're doing things that you, or, or whatever your, your entrepreneurial idea is, get in it, jump in it, learn everything, make the mistakes. You can always hire people later, um, but get in there, figure it out. And, 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 and a lot of those fears, they'll they'll dissipate because you're going to get in there and see it wasn't as bad as what you were thinking so i would say just do it, just do it. um and it, it it happens to me a lot i just you know it's plaguing me it's plaguing me it's plaguing me and then i do it and i may not i may have to deal with some personal fears or whatever to do whatever that task is but when it's over you also get a sense of accomplishment and that's an another boosting factor for you to then move on to the next fear and overcome it excellent so tell us what you're working on tell us how we can get a hold of you what, what do you got going on right now i'm doing a few things i'm distributing the beauty products in premier beauty brands um and we're expanding um pretty much on almost every continent now we're selling products which is great and I have Ganesha Group, which is our UK distribution company, which we're distributing products there, um, specifically in the London area, excuse me, in the UK area, and also North Africa. And then I got a real estate business here in the States where we buy, renovate properties, we rent, um, you know, rehab them, sell them. That's pretty much it. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me to my personal email at M like Mike, B like Bravo, E like Echo, 750 at AOL.com. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate, as always, the time. Um, and, and and we appreciate the vulnerability. For sure. Uh, likewise. likewise. No, it, it you you got me good today with fear. I was like, man, yeah, he's really going to make it. You know, as soon as you said fear, my hands start sweating. Uh, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. But you know, listen, um, I, I think it's I, I think it's a natural, you know, one last thing is I had a cosmetic surgery company, I think I told you about in um, yeah. we had that for about eight or nine years in, in Colombia. And all of my uh, clients used to be so scared before they went for the surgery. And I used to tell them, you know, if you're not scared, you're not normal. It's a normal reaction to right. be fearful. You're going under the knife. I mean, you're going to get you put out, someone's going to cut you up, you know? So I, 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 I think 
people understanding that fear is a natural feeling, I, I, I think will also help them to, to, to think that everybody else is experiencing the same things, you know, where it's not just them, you know, thinking like, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm scared of this, I'm scared of that, I'm scared of this, I'm scared of that. Everybody else is too. You said it really well, Tony, was just do it, right? Whatever it is. Get in and do it. It's no other way. Because otherwise, it's just a story in your mind. You know, I'm, maybe I'll do it. Hopefully, I'll, just do it. It may work and it doesn't work. Right. I think also as we get older, we tend to take no's more to the heart. You know, when you're a kid, you're, you know, you're, getting, you're getting told no all day long. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do this. You know, now we, all of a sudden we get older, you know, we get, we get turned down or it, we're so much more um, uh, affected by it. It's amazing. You know, I think getting a hold of that too, and you know, just bringing back your your youth a little bit. I remember I was at a motivational thing once, and the guy was like, "It was a three day thing." He's like, "Go home," and he's like, "I want you then the way in tomorrow. I want you to wave to everybody that you know you're coming in. You know, coming into the class, you wave to everybody in the car. Nobody waves back to you. Maybe a few people, but when you were like a kid." people would wave to you. You'd always wave back to them. You'd stick your tongue out at them. Right. But all of a sudden, like what, at what age did you decide that if somebody waves to you in a car, you're just not going to wave back. You're going to think that dude's weird, right. you know, stuff like that. So we put these fears and stuff in our mind and in our heads, you know, that really aren't there. Like, what are you so afraid of to just say, Hey, good morning. You know, and it's, it's funny. You hear a lot of, a lot of parents say, Oh, my kid's fearless, but you don't hear that so much when you become an adult, you don't hear, Oh, he's fearless. And, you know, entrepreneurs and, and people that are successful, I think, have a way of becoming that kid again and putting that fear away or down a little bit like you are when you were a kid. Do it. Recapture your youth. You know, you still, you, your first time you walk, you probably fell 50 times. That's all failure, 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 failure. It's the same right. thing. You know, so, so you, what did you do? Quit walking? No, you got up and you walked. You That's just right. got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. There's no other way around it. It may not be for you, you know? So some people like don't, you know, they think they want to be an entrepreneur and then they realize, listen, you know, I like to be the guy that goes home on Friday and, you know, collects a check on Monday and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to deal with this 24 seven type of thing. And that's fine. But the only way to know it is to do it. Tony Judice, chief executive officer of Premier Beauty Brands and a great friend of mine. Thanks very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Tony. appreciate it. All right. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. That wraps it up. You can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs, Twitter and Instagram at The VE Podcast, and join the conversation by visiting our website at thevepodcast.com. By all means, please email us at hello at thevepodcast.com. Thanks for listening today. We understand that every minute of your day is so valuable and precious and appreciate you sharing this time with us. And remember, whatever your 100% is, give it.